0: You are listening to I'm Ready the Pod, Season 2, The Overcomer's Groove, where we strive to impact lives through real-life stories and conversations. Let's get into Episode 2, Overcoming Your Negative Mindset, with your host, Crystal D. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of season two. This episode is going to be kind of deep. So I hope you are in the right mindset to listen to this um, with an open heart and not to scare you or anything like that. It's not deep, like terrible, but it's just giving you a little insight Um, into who Crystal is and the things that I've been through in life that I feel qualify me to be able to speak on the entire topic of overcoming. Um, Throughout my life, I've had to overcome a lot of different things. And after the passing of my mom in 2022, I... Learned of some things that she had been through as well in her younger years that are kind of parallel to what I've been through. And so it made me realize that this was not personal. This was spiritual. And it made me want to fight harder. It made me want to fight to have a life that ends up differently than hers. You know, she passed away alone and single with me and my brother, um, being the kids that she had and my entire childhood, I would say probably up until the age of maybe five or six, I was a mommy's girl. I loved my mom. She was in my life. Um, her and my dad were married, but she chose the life of drugs And so my dad divorced her and got custody of me, and I didn't see my mom. She wasn't there a lot. It was a lot of, you know, waiting up and looking out the window for her to come and get me on the weekends when she said she would come. It was a lot of my dad taking me to my grandmother's house in Carver Shores, Florida, (laughs) Orlando, um, on the weekends. And seeing my mom maybe pop in every once in a while, but I never had that mother daughter feeling ever after the after the age of like 5 um that that desire of needing and wanting a mom's love has always been there but i never I don't, when I look at my friends that have really close relations with their mom and they're texting and they're talking all the time and getting advice from them, I was like, man, I wish I had that. I never had that. I never had a woman in my life that I could call on like that. Um, So it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. And if your mom is still here, please cherish her. Because I didn't think my mom passing away would affect me the way that it did because I wasn't close to her. I knew her as she, as I got older and, you know, she got older, I was there for her in a capacity of just doing the, you know, what a child's supposed to do for their parent, but it was never deep. The conversations were never deep. Um, and I think that had a lot to do with just resentment and just feeling like, you know, you weren't there for me when I needed you the most. But little did I know that she had her own struggles, and I pray that you have a little bit more empathy for those in your life that you feel are not there for you the way that you feel they should be there for you, because it's not up to you. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I started off pretty much being disappointed already by a woman who was supposed to... Cover me and and be there for me. I will say, though, as I got older, I did. She was a praying woman, so she did pray a lot. She prayed for her kids. Um, she believed in God, and so I I am grateful for that. And I know that that has covered me a lot in life. Um, but being younger and having a stepmom, that um, I would say my friends would call her Corella Deville. So if that gives you an indication of what kind of stepmom she was. You know, I was the older sibling that took care of my younger siblings, the children that she had with my dad. I spent my summers babysitting. I didn't get to go out and travel and do things everyone else got to do. I babysat and I earned money every summer to buy my clothes for school. Um, She wasn't the best role model. So, again, another woman just let me down in my life as a child. I was sexually abused by a family member that I had to continuously see at family events, holidays, birthdays, and act like nothing. Because I didn't have anyone that I could trust, that I could go to and tell these things to. Yeah, I could have told my dad, but that's, you know, it's just my dad. It's a little different when it's your dad as a girl. Um, so... Another experience in life where I felt like there's no support. There's no, you know, how do I navigate a situation where I'm a child and I'm abused by an adult, but everyone in the family, you know, they don't they don't see it. That person could do no wrong. And so at the age of 18, after graduating high school, I decided to leave home. And moved to New York to be around my older sister, (laughs) who grew up in New York. Um, This is my father's first child. And we were really close. Um, Very, very close. I looked up to her highly. And I wanted to be like my older sister. I loved her dearly. But she didn't grow up with her mother either. She grew up with her grandmother. And uh, there were times I just felt like we we would never be as close as I wanted us to be because she obviously grew up differently than I did. I grew up taking care of my siblings. She grew up the only child um, with a bunch of cousins. So I feel like they had a really close relationship, and that I could never get in, I could never be a part of that group. So I was trying to create my own relationship with her, but I never felt like it was ever going to be what I wanted it to be. And eventually, you know, she got married and, and went off and moved to a different state with her husband. So I was, you know, out in New York on my own, <laughs> doing my thing, And decided to come back to Florida after several years of living up north, New York, New Jersey, Philly. Um, I came back here and I thought that I would have the support of my family through some things. And again, it was just like another slap in the face of lack of support, which in turn affected my confidence. It affected my mental health. I believe everything up until I was about 31. 31. Um, really affected me in a way that I didn't know how to handle. You know, mental health was not something that was talked about ever growing up. Therapy, never. Um, We went to church, but it was sporadic holidays. You know, it wasn't consistent. So I didn't have that foundation of God and praying and reading my word, but I felt convicted that I really need to get closer to God and And have a a better foundation, something to believe in, someone to depend on. You know, God never fails us, but we fail him daily by not depending on him. Daily by not depending on him. I have to depend on God to get through every day because if I depend on myself, I will fail. And so... I say all this to say I went through a lot growing up. I went through many things. I, I was hurt by a lot of different people, which we all have been. I'm not playing the victim role or saying, what was me or anything like that. I'm dealing with my own trauma through therapy, through inner child healing exercises, through journaling. Um, all the, all the things I'm doing it all. I actually am looking into networks, network, spinal chiropractic, um, work, which I have an appointment next week for. So I'm really excited to try all these different things to help me so that I can end this generational trauma that I truly believe has carried through my mother's blood veins into my own. Um, it's it's been a long time um coming for me to talk about this it's been very hard to talk about the things that happened to me because i don't want to offend or upset anyone in my family but i have to talk about my story i have to tell it because people don't know that there are reasons why i move the way i move and i am the way that i am um but i had one thing i had to Realizes that it's not about how it looks on the outside. I can't care about what people think. I can't care about how it is packaged. All I can focus on for my own mental health is how it makes me feel. If it doesn't bring me peace, if the energy is off, if I don't have any joy, I will not, will not stand for it. I determine who i want to spend my time with, who is worthy of my energy, how i want to spend my time, and i am very particular about that. I will not be around any more negative people because my mindset turned very very dark and negative in 2018 2017, 2018. Maybe i think it started in 2016 honestly. I was in a really bad relationship, got pregnant. Um He just was not a good person, verbally abusive. And I ended up not having the baby, obviously, if for those of you who know me. And I think from there, I just spiraled. I spiraled down because it was just a lot of why am I going through all of this? Why do I have to put up with this? You know, Black men... Talk about Black women being bitter, but it's been Black men that has been constantly letting me down. And so until we heal ourselves and care for each other with a little more grace and empathy, we're going to constantly be in this cycle. We have got to work on our inner child, our inner selves, our mindsets. I was negative for a long time, complained, gossip, all of these things that are sin. They're all sins. So after my mental breakdown, I would say that was like 2018. I was in a mental health facility for about five days. The person who was there for me the most during that time, my mom. And that's when I started to deal with her with more grace and empathy because I realized She gets it. She gets it. Because she has been through it as well. And that is when I really started to understand that I had to give God his rightful place in my life. He has to be first. He has to be the foundation. I had to learn to depend on him. And it's crazy because when I think back to like situations where I was really disappointed, like it could be something stupid. Like I would literally have a date planned with a guy that I was talking to have a fresh new outfit. I would be so, so cute. And he canceled on me while I was on my way to the place. And I just cried in my car and not because I was upset about not being able to see him, but it was just like, why? Why am I constantly dealing with this, like, inconsistent, like, just people who don't care? They have no care. And loud and clear, I heard God say, stop relying on man. I will never disappoint you, but man will continuously disappoint you in life. And when I say man, I mean humans. <laughs> um, And it just clicked for me. Like, I literally stopped crying in that moment. And I just was like, you know what? I'm taking myself out because I can't let myself down. And I'm going to go and have a good time by myself. And that's exactly what I did. God will never let you down. Now, it may seem like you're not getting what you want because you want it when you want it. But I promise you God's timing is always on point he can't give you something too early. He can't show you something yet. He can't show you the full picture yet. Why? Because then you might rush it when you, before you're ready, before your time is ready. If he showed you the full picture, you would rush it and you wouldn't be ready for the blessing that's at the end of that story. And also, I don't want God to be done with my story. I want him to continue working on me and helping me grow. Because then if he's done with me, then what? Else, what is my purpose? What am I here for? So overcoming your negative mindset takes real effort. It takes having a support group. And my support group is not big. Because I don't want to have to keep reliving situations or stories over and over again to talk to each and every person. I have about two or three people that I talk to plus my therapist. And that's it. And the people I speak to, I make sure they are praying people, followers of Jesus, because I don't want anyone to give me advice based on their experiences or based on their flesh. I want people who are going to pray and who are going to tell me or give me advice based on what God tells them. So support group. Yes. Very, very, very important. Secondly, therapy. I recommend therapy for everyone. Even if you have not been through trauma in life. I know there are some people out there that that feel like they haven't been through anything really significant that would cause them to need to go in therapy. You don't have to have anxiety or depression to be in therapy. Therapy is just good for you. It's a third party who's unbiased, who has no, they don't have any type of any type of player in the game. Like they are just there to listen to you. And either validate what you're, what you're feeling or to give you the tools to overcome what it is you're feeling. And that, that's why I love therapy. Um, depending on what it is you're going through, once a week would be great. I go once a month right now because I'm in a space where I'm just working on my inner self. And so I'm doing a lot of personal things on the side. One thing that I'm doing is morning pages in the morning journaling. I sit with God. I read my book, my Bible. I read devotionals on the Bible app. I um, am reading, actually, I'm just wrapping up Alex L's book, How We Heal, and I'm going to be reading After the Rain next. These are things that I'm doing for me to help me. And I journal um, the things that I'm grateful for. I journal the things that I'm struggling with and I journal as a way to pray. I write down the things that I want to pray for. I pray for my friends. I pray for my family and I pray for myself. Um, so journaling is also very vital, um, to my growth and I know it'll help you too. I don't know if, if you're on Instagram but I will, if you follow the podcast page, I'm ready the pod. I will definitely provide some journal prompts that I love um, that will help you with this. Um, and then finding a home church, finding a community that um, follows Christ so that you can get a foundation built around him. He will lift you up. He will get you through the hard times. I'm telling you, he will get you through. I would not be here today telling you this if it wasn't for that. If it wasn't for God, me building a relationship with God, I would not be here today telling you this. I was supposed to have this podcast started years ago and the enemy tried to make me feel like I was not worthy of telling my story Like, who am I to tell people how to overcome? But when I journal, and I talk to my therapist, I'm like, I have a lot of stuff. I have a lot to say. I have a lot of good information to give people. And it's not in a know-it-all type of way. It's just in a I've been there and I know what it is that you're feeling and you're going through. And I'm telling you, keep pushing. Keep pushing. Pushing, pray, sit with God, even if you just sit in silence and cry. If you have to yell, I've had times where I'm yelling at him, asking him why, wrestling with him, literally wrestling with him until he calms me and tells me, I got you. I also learned to not put expectations on people. I was a control freak. I might still be a little controlling, but, you know, it's residual, okay? Um, But I was a real control freak, and I wanted people to do what I wanted them to do when I wanted them to do it and how I wanted them to do it. And I had to realize that I could not put expectations on people because I was only letting myself down. I had the vision of what it was going to be like, and I needed you to help me execute it. Like, why? Why? I can't put that on other people. I don't know what people are going through. I don't know everybody's story. I don't know everybody's strengths and weaknesses. Why would I put expectations on somebody? You can't do that. You can't do it to your friends, your family members, your kids. Okay. You can't do it to your spouse. Be expectant of God to deliver whatever it is that you're asking for. That is it. I am still getting to a point where I'm trying to be more comfortable speaking about myself and telling my story. So this may feel like I'm leaving out details. and I am. (laughs) But as time progresses and as I grow, I know that I'll be more comfortable talking and and giving you guys more information. Um, But for right now... You're going on a journey with me through this healing process, through healing my mind, healing the little girl that lives within me. I'm trying to be the woman that she needed. I'm trying to be. The woman that I needed at five years old. I'm trying to be the friend that I needed at 28. (laughs) We have to start holding each other accountable. Hold your friends accountable. Don't let them make mistakes. Don't let them ruin friendships or relationships because they want to go cheat or because they think it's funny or because they think it's cool. It's not cool to hurt those that love you. Hold each other accountable. And, um, Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, Yeah, just I'm going to leave you guys with a couple of notes that I wrote down back in 2022. But it says, learn to depend on God when you're in the fire. Learn to depend on him when you feel insufficient. Our insufficiency plus God, plus God's power equals the opportunity for miracles and learn to depend on him when you're worried. When I look back and I think about everything that I've been through, I also remember what he has done for me, which allows me to be able to look forward with joy, because I know I've been through the fire and I don't look like what I've been through. I don't act like what I've been through. I don't smell like smoke. So the future has to be bright, right? That's all I can think of. And that's what keeps me going. But I really hope that you guys have a wonderful week. I'm going to go ahead and end on that note. Um, I will recommend a book to you called The Artist's Way if you're looking to get more information on how to... Um, Do Morning Pages and what that is. Um, That is an awesome book to get you started. The Artist's Way, A Spiritual Path to Higher Creativity by Julia Cameron. It's one of my favorite books. I'm still reading through that in vein of gold, her other book that she has, uh, but it's amazing. She has different activities in each chapter that you can do. You should do a chapter a week. Um, every day you do morning pages once a week, you'll take yourself on a date and it doesn't have to be a date where you spend any money. It can be just a walk around the neighborhood, but it's just something that you do for yourself to help you be more present. And, um, it's been very helpful for me, I will say. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I hope you learned a little bit more about me. Um, I hope you took something from this. <laughs> I know it's short, but I like to keep these episodes short and sweet. I know you guys have things to do and you're busy working on your own healing journeys. Just know that I love you. And if you ever need to chat, hit me up on Instagram at I'mReadyThePod or email me at contact at I'mReadyThePod.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. See you next week with episode three. Ciao.